Welcome to Task Time Energy, the Purpose-Filled Productivity Podcast. This is part two of a two-part episode with our guest, Dr. Sarah Waltz. Sarah is a veterinarian who currently serves as Director of Learning and Development for Pet Folk, which is a growing veterinary practice operating multiple veterinary hospitals here in North Carolina. At the end of part one, Sarah was talking about taking the time to get to know herself better and to better understand what helps her accomplish the things in life that are important to her. I think that fed into my own self-confidence. And again, this whole period of self-reflection and getting to know who I am and what my needs are and how to drive my own success. I think again, like I was really lucky to get that time. Not everybody gets that time. And I think it is hard to step back and say, I deserve that. And I, I need to give this to myself. This is a gift that I'm giving to myself to actually spend the time figuring out what drives me and what helps me work best and what helps me accomplish the most. Let's hear what else Sarah has to say about this. Is there any way if somebody's listening to this and saying, yeah, that's what I really need. I need to get that better understanding of myself. How do you do that? How does someone do that? I think it is a little bit of that time management and that it, that figuring out what engages and inspires you, you know, I really appreciated what you did at the beginning of this podcast. And I hope it's okay that I say it, but you took some time to get mentally right. And you, you took this little bit of meditation time. And I think that's really cool. I think it's really hard to train our minds to calm down and take a step back so that we have this blank canvas to think about. And it goes back a little bit to figuring out what it is that energizes you and, and how you obtain your energy, because meditating might not be the best place for you to kind of have that self-reflection time. It might be going on a run. It might be going on a hike. It might be going out and sitting in a pasture with your animals. Mm -hmm. Like it can look like a lot of different things, but I think in order to get to that place, it's important to one, find that, that form of self-reflection, what that's, what that's going to look like and how that's going to work best for you. And then Two, to start writing out what your goals are and writing out what are the things that you want to accomplish in your life and, and your career and, you know, personally and whatever that's going to look like. It doesn't have to be major things. Maybe it's that you want to be in a career where you get done at five o'clock and you don't have to think about work after that. And when you're there, you can engage. And when you're not, you can empty your brain. Maybe it's that you want to be home to put your kids in bed. And that's an important piece for you. I think it's really important to reflect and define what those pieces are for each person, because that helps you figure out, okay, what is it that I need? What do I need my days to look like? What do I need to get out of this day or get out of work so that I can make sure that I'm accomplishing these non-negotiables and I'm present for these non-negotiables? There's something interesting there in what you said that I find people often overlook, which is downtime, away time, time away from whether it's school, work, whatever it is, studying. You know, when I'm, I'm helping people prepare for the LSAT, for the law school admission test, you know, brutal, yeah. grueling test. One of the things that's hard to get across is the time that you spend playing, hanging out with your friends, sitting there playing video games, the time that you spend when you're not studying is really valuable 
because it's not just luxury. It's not just, you know, an indulgence. It's actually time that recharges your batteries, time that lets your brain rest and, you know, solidify the connections it's making. It's time that allows you to be more effective the next time you go back and study. And I think there's some of that in what you were saying is, you know, we often look at leisure time as like a, it's a guilty pleasure, right? It's an indulgence. Oh, I'm just going to, you know, hang out and read to my kids. I'm just going to go sit and, you know, go hang out in my backyard and, you know, have a cup of tea or whatever. It's so easy to feel like we're, we're slacking by doing that, but that time spending time, whether it's, whether it's a weekend completely away from work, whether it's a vacation, whether it's just a little time throughout the week that you spend doing things that you enjoy, that can be the time where you really figure out the who part, like who do I really want to be and how do I want to really approach the things in my life that are important to me? And I think there's, there's that balance. It, it, and it also brings up something, it reminds me of something you were talking about earlier, because I think you know, you were talking about being in vet school and studying and how there was a finish line or that internship that you did, that crazy internship that you did, where there was a finish line to that. And you knew that you were sacrificing certain things in your personal life, but there was a definite end point and and goal that you were working towards. And that seemed to be very crystal clear for you. And I wonder often when people get out in their professional lives, there may be some something they're aiming for, but it's not as clear of a deadline. And so people find themselves making sacrifices, not spending the time they want with their family. I say this, you know, myself, because I've experienced this myself, not spending the time with our family that we, we, that we would like to not spending as much time doing things that we enjoy. We're sacrificing all those things for some maybe sort of idea that we want to accomplish something, but there's not a clear deadline. And I'm wondering did you find yourself making a shift from here? I'm in vet school or I'm doing this internship and I know when it's going to end. So I'm willing to make those sacrifices to having to say, Hey, this is my career that I'm going to be doing for maybe the rest of my life. And I need to figure out ways to find more of a balance because if I just go all out all the time, 100%, there's no deadline to that. Yeah. What, I mean, what do you think about that? Gosh, I, th- I think that we need to give ourselves the grace sometimes in life to redefine our goals and redefine ourselves and what our needs are. And I think so many times it comes naturally to set these big ambitious goals, which is so good. That's wonderful. But then to think that the only way to get there is from point A to point B. And so now you sometimes can be in this place where you get down on yourself and you feel like you've let yourself down because you're finding that getting to point A to the point B is so much more challenging than you thought it was going to be. I think if we extend ourselves a little bit of grace and understand that we can de- redefine our goals at any point in time and that goals can look very different. They can be very small steps. There can be goals within other goals. And if you look at it from that perspective, I think that we would have so much more success in getting to those places and and approaching these challenges that we go through and that that change management piece as well the things that are important now might not be the things that are important later so those those pieces that are really important in the way that you manage your time now and the the way that you prioritize the things that you do may not be the same things in a year from now and in, 
Therefore, it's okay to redefine what those goals look like or what your you know, non-negotiables in a certain career path might be. For me, it was not always putting my kids to bed. For me, sometimes it was like being able to get out at a certain hour so I could go have dinner with our friends at the same time every night of the, you know, every Friday or whatever that's going to be. Now it has changed and it's that I want to be home to put my kids to bed or I want to be home to feed my animals because I know for me, that's the thing that I need. So one of my goals is, okay, how do I... My goal is I want to be home to put my kids to bed and spend 10 minutes out sitting in my pasture, just hanging out with my herd, (laughs) hanging out with my crew. Um, so, So what does it look like to get me there? Okay, well, I need to find a job that I can either have the flexibility to be done, or I know that I'm going to be done in a certain time. Or I need to be able to take calls in the pasture or, or what that's going to look like. Um, the goals can can start differently as well. I, we made a goal, a personal goal that we wanted to have this farm. <laughs> we, we started out with like a couple sheep and then we expanded quickly. And now the goal was, okay, well, we want to get X number of animals more. How do we get there? Well, we need to build a fence, you know there are stepping stones to each of these places. And I think, again, there are so many times in our life where we don't extend ourselves the grace to recognize that things can change and our needs can change and wants can change. And that's okay. Having that acceptance is kind of the first step. Yeah. That seems like a key part of it. You may have these bigger picture goals, but also thinking about how do we break those down into smaller steps, like our long-term goals. How do we break those down into smaller short-term objectives? Um, And then focusing on those and recognizing that, you know, as you create these stepping stones to get to a certain place, things may change along the way, being more open to that and more, more, yeah, giving ourselves more grace, more flexibility, more patience with ourselves and more patience with the way life works and the fact that things do change. Yeah. And I mean, it goes back to like, I I thought I would be in emergency medicine forever. Like I said, you know, that's my area of passion. I love emergency medicine. I love the adrenaline rush. I'm definitely an adrenaline junkie. I never envisioned myself getting out of that. And so my goals looked like, well, I, I think maybe I want to specialize in critical care, or I want to be this go-to clinician within an emergency setting and be this kind of leader in X, Y, Z. Well, the things, the goals, those smaller goals that I had outside of my career, like again, you know, circling back, being home to put my kids in bed, they, they didn't align. And so what I was doing in my career didn't align with the goals that I needed outside of my career and what was important to me. And that put me at a difficult crossroads and a difficult mind space. And, you know, thinking about what is it going to look like to give up this thing that I'm so passionate about. And so then I, I moved into general practice and truth be told, like I wasn't very happy in the beginning and it took a while to really decide that I was going to be okay there. And I, I kept telling myself, okay, well, we're, you're going to give it six months. You're going to see how it builds out and where this takes you. Within that six months, I started finding myself creating these little goals. Okay, well, I want to create this new program within our hospital, and this is how we're going to train each of our technicians that come in. And, you know, I'm going to make it my goal to give somebody the confidence that they need to pursue their veterinary career, or 
I want to make sure that I help this person develop this skill set so that they can move into this role. And then from there, it grew. Okay, well, I think I'd actually like to be a medical director. So I'm going to figure out what it what it's going to look like for me to move into this leadership role. And then I move into the leadership role and I'm going to figure out now I want my goal to be to fully develop these new graduates that are going to come in and give them a great experience and bring them out as competent new veterinarians at the end of this mentorship. And so that's what I mean. Those, those goals change a little bit along the way and it, reflects back into then how we manage our time and how we have that time available to manage because we've set these these different goals and changed how we're looking at our career, changed how we're looking at our personal life and changed what that trajectory of growth is going to look like. It sounds like a really important part of that. I think this is something that people struggle with is letting go of something when you realize it's not really serving you anymore in the way that it once did. Like you were talking about emergency medicine and how much you, you, you love that. And I'm wondering what advice or suggestions you might have for someone who feels like they're struggling with that. There's something that's been so important to me or such a big part of my life. And now I'm, I'm almost feeling like I have to let that go to move on to something else, but that seems so hard to do. What would you say to someone who's, who's struggling with that? I just talked about this with my best friend, actually, as she went through the same exact thing. And I think in those moments, it goes back a little bit to that self-reflection and it goes back to sitting down and actively writing out what your long-term ideals are for what you're doing and your long-term goals. And it can have, it can be so impactful because if you're having a hard time and you're struggling with, you know, where do I go from here? And I think I have to make this transition in my life, wherever it is. If you sit down and write where you want to end up and you write what you want your life to look like in the end, a lot of times it can make that transition a lot easier because it becomes very apparent that this where you are is not the stepping stone to get there. And, you know, it, it was similar for this friend in that, okay, if you want to be able to be home, she just had a baby. If you want to be able to be home with your baby and you want to be able to build out this other career aspect that you have, she has a van business, a van renovation business on the side. You have to figure out how you're going to be able to find that time. And if those are your goals, if you look at what you're doing right now, why doesn't that specific thing work? Is it because timing? Is it because of how much you have to be there? Could you go to a part-time role or could you shift that in some manner if that's the issue? And if it's just not going to work to fit into that long-term plan, I think it makes it, it's a much more objective way to look at it that makes it a lot easier to say to yourself, okay, you know, this isn't working for what my long-term needs are. While I love it, I can see that when I spell it out like this. Yeah. So really being aware of what those long-term needs are and what the long-term objectives are, and then measuring what you're doing now against that. Yeah. And I mean, even being as simple as going back to a pros and cons list, <laughs> you know, it sounds like such a, a um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? But well, it seems like, like a cliche, but the reason yeah, it's a cliche exactly. is because it works. The reason it's been talked <laughs> yeah. about so much is because people do it so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just like, 
such an easy thing to do is sit down and okay, write out the pros and cons. But when you get your mind to start thinking about that, I feel that a lot of times you can be really surprised at what actually comes out on paper when you really dig into, okay, let me, let me just be very honest and transparent with myself. There's nobody else I need to explain this out to. I'm just writing down on paper objectively, what are the pros and cons of this situation? Yeah, that seems really helpful when you're making a decision, not like I have to do this all at once. I have to look at all my information and make the decision, but let's separate that out. Let's look at the information. Let's look at what I have. Let's look at the facts, look at it, analyze it, and then kind of as a separate step, make a decision. And one, I mean, one of the things when I'm talking about career choices and career paths with my team members, one of the things we talk about is sitting down and actually taking the time to reflect on what are the things that are important to you? You know, what are the things that you really, really enjoy doing that you like to spend that energy and time doing within your career or within your day-to-day life? And let's figure out how to make a career out of that, or let's figure out how to make this job work for you so we can embrace each of those different facets. And let's compare that to what your long-term goals are. And I, I think for a lot of us, this sounds so juvenile and it can sound very tedious. And so perhaps that's why so many of us don't spend the time to do it. But the only person that you have to answer to is yourself. The only person that this is benefiting is yourself. And nobody else needs to even know what your journal or your little notebook looks like or whatever it is that you're writing these things down in. But I do find that it can be very, very helpful in kind of figuring out what you need your path to look like and figuring out what the next steps might be for you and figuring out how it how to get the most enjoyment out of your time yeah i think that's good that's that's really useful for people to realize there are some things that you can do just take time and figure out for yourself and and think of you know you are the only person that 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 has to have meaning to or that you have to answer to um i have one more question actually i have two more questions i want to be respectful of your time i appreciate you taking <laughs> the time to, to to join us today you mentioned talking with your husband actually talking out and having a conversation about how you're going to structure certain things in your day and what each of you are going to do and how that's helpful i'm wondering with all the things that you manage with your in your life with your career with your children with your husband with your your animals what's maybe one other like super tactical practical suggestion you could make thing that you do that you find really helpful that might help someone else hold myself accountable i i'm accountable for my own feelings and for the way i'm managing my own time and i don't need to rely on somebody else and if i don't rely on somebody else then i i am much happier as a result of that and what i mean by that you know if my expectation is that my husband is going to be done at a certain time and go out and feed the animals for me. It's just like a really easy one to fall back on. Mm-hmm. If I don't communicate to that, that to him and we haven't had that conversation. Now we get to that point in the day and it's time to pick up the kids and it's time to feed the animals. And, you know, now we're running around because there's so many different things to do. Uh, if I hold myself accountable for that and I set the expectation with myself, okay, I'm going to go ahead and manage this. And this is my own backup plan in my head. I find that I am much happier. And 
it takes away a lot of that stress and that frustration that can build from that. You know, we try, like I said, really hard to kind of talk about and communicate what we need our day to look like and how that day is going to look, but that doesn't, it's not always reasonable and it's not something that always happens. And so if I set my expectation that this is going to be something that I handle and this is how I'm going to handle the afternoon or handle my day, if that doesn't work out, then I find that, you know, I I have far less of that frustration in the long run. And if he does have the opportunity to come and help me, great. Now it's like one less thing off my plate. And it often does work out that way that he, like, I can rely on him for that plan that we had, but if not, now I have this backup plan. And so I don't need to find myself getting frustrated. So I, I think it goes back to a little bit of knowing yourself and figuring out what those triggers are. And if you can manage those things that are triggering for you, those things that lead you to a point of frustration, and this is with mothering, this is with my job, this is with like managing a relationship. Those are with all of the things. But if I find those things that are triggering to me and I can address them ahead of time, or I can kind of head them off, then they're not going to be so triggering, right? You're not going to have those points of frustration because you've already taken that into consideration. So even like when I pick up my kids, I bring snacks in the car now because I know that if I don't, they're going to scream on the way home and maybe they won't want the snacks, but you know what? The snacks are there. (laughs) It's one less thing. So knowing, knowing yourself to know what your own triggers are, I think can really be helpful. Right. Interesting. So knowing yourself and having realistic expectations about yourself, about other people, realistic expectations about the kids that they do sometimes scream in the car on the way home um, and and just coming up with a plan based on those rather than just getting frustrated by these things when they happen, when realistically we could probably expect that they're going to happen. Yeah. So much of this comes back to relying on yourself for your own happiness, relying on yourself to self-manage those emotions and that piece of it um, and being responsible for your own actions and for your own time. And that when you can take hold of that, all of these other things kind of fall into place. All they, It makes you better at managing all of these other things and all of these other relationships and expectations and meeting goals if you take the time to get to know yourself and what your own needs are, what things are triggering for you, what things engage you and energize you. I find that that's the way to then find that happiness and that peace and that contentness. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay. I have one more question. This is a question that I ask everyone when they come (laughs) on the the podcast. Um, What is your dream right now? My dream, oof, I think about this a lot. My dream, one of, <laughs> I would really like to have a side-by-side. <laughs> that sounds like a funny dream, but it would really help build out our farm. My dream is that we'll have this side-by-side and eventually get to a place with our farm that it's like a petting zoo and we can host experiences for, you know, either a boys and girls club or troubled youth or anything like that, that it's like a working experience on the farm. Um, And I, my dream is to be able to give back in that capacity and to build this out into something like that. 
Um, so it's like a loose dream, but that's like where most of most of my dreams go these days because I, I find that I'm already in my dream job and <laughs> we if we built our dream house and it's been really cool because my husband and I talk about our goals together and talk about what our dreams are together. And we've watched a lot of them come into fruition and it's certainly not been easy. We lived with my parents for a year and a half and that was not magical. It was not magical at all. Um, but we've gotten to this place that now we're watching those dreams come true and we have to reevaluate what our next dreams are going to look like. That's wonderful. It's wonderful to be in a place like that. Yeah. I, kind of I cool. have to ask for people who aren't familiar, including me, what is a side-by-side? A side-by-side is like one of those little ATVs. Oh, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> It sounds so ridiculous, but as we build out this farm, so we've, we started our farm last year for fun. Nobody asked, but we have emus. Uh We have a miniature pig. We have the zebu. We have goats because goats are like rabbits. Like you just keep getting more of them. Um, We have a vast number of chickens and one sheep and then a bunch of dogs and a three-legged cat. The farm has doubled in size in in the last six months. And so we built our own fence. We're like thinking about how it's going to spread from here. And in thinking about how we're going to spread, I think about how I'm going to take care of all of those things. And it would be nice to have the side by side eventually. So that's definitely part of the dream in building things out. Cool. A little ATV type vehicle Yeah, to get around to all these things. Yeah. Yep. Get around to the things, drive the kids out to the end of the property and leave them there. You know, things like that. I have to say that I can just imagine like a perfect name for a band is the small and mighty Zebus. (laughs) I love it. So any musicians that are listening, any musicians listening right now, you know, there's, there's a a potential. There you go. Yeah. Look what you've done for them. <laughs> Sarah, this is so wonderful. I think there's so much in here that people are going to listen to and and value and maybe get some inspiration from and some ideas. So thank you for sharing all this. Thank you for taking your time today. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed it. I hope somebody finds it valuable. You can find Sarah's contact information in the description for this episode. And you can learn more about Pet Folk, the veterinary practice where she works as Area Director of Learning and Development. Their website is petfolk.com. That's P-E-T-F-O-L-K.com. I enjoy creating this podcast and talking with people like Sarah because these conversations connect with and inform my work as a time management coach. Maybe you're noticing that your goals and priorities are changing and you want help exploring what that means for you. Shifting priorities can have a big impact on the way that you spend your time, and they often create new opportunities that might not be obvious at first. Maybe you would like help setting realistic expectations for yourself, or better understanding your own needs and how those needs impact your ability to be productive in a meaningful and satisfying way. If you would like to know what I do as a time management coach and how I might be able to help you navigate these situations, which so many of us experience at different times in our lives, send me an email at scott at scottmillercoaching.com or visit my website, scottmillercoaching.com. 
And please follow, subscribe, or like our podcast. Add it to your favorites or do whatever that button says on your podcast player. We'd love for you to join us for our next episode of Task Time Energy, the purpose-filled productivity podcast. 